Did I will say this. Um, I'm envious of uh, the moment that uh, the fans in Kansas City had yesterday, the fans in uh, Philadelphia had yesterday. Oh. Because we do all know what it's like. All the games we've gone to, and for me in my lifetime, even before I became a Fugazi Yankee fan, you know, I didn't go to games in the mid-'80s, the 86, that run. You know, I was a kid. Right. Uh, I went to a couple regular season games, but I didn't go to any of the playoff games on the Met run to a World Series title. Uh, I've never said none of my other teams have won a title. Right. Although the Knicks obviously go in NBA Finals. You know, I didn't go to the Garden. Couldn't afford a ticket then. And when you see collectively, what, uh, 150,000 people who are just living it up, loving it. You probably didn't go to bed too real late last night. And the next two weeks, wherever they go, there's that camaraderie. There's that, yeah, man, yeah. we're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I will say this. I don't want to be from there. I'm glad I'm from here, but I'm envious of both. Of course we are. Yeah. Could you imagine MetLife Stadium no, after a home championship game and a victory? It's one of those things, and I, I agree with you. I thought that last night, more specifically with the Chiefs than even the Eagles. I can't tell you why I identified more. Maybe I hung in there longer with that and watched more of the post game because there was nothing on after that. But I'm looking at that saying, oh, my God. Oh, to be in that building. Let it be our building and watch one of our teams celebrate. The closest thing I have to that was when the Mets won the pennant in 2000. And that was a party. They played a game against the Cardinals and they blew them out. So it was not a close game. And the whole game was like a drunken party. Everybody was happy. I remember that we were singing, nah, 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 hey, hey, goodbye to the Cardinals in the eighth inning. Sure. Like it was just one giant party. But we haven't experienced a lot of that over the years. No. And if you don't, and you got to get it at home. Like you've been to some yeah. jet wins on the road, which are great, but you're not surrounded it's different. by 80,000 people. No, it's different. Maybe 50 people. It's different. Uh, yeah. So uh, I implore those of you that are involved with our local teams to do better. Oh, you're putting it on us? Um, no, no, no. The teams, the the managers, oh, okay. the coaches, the quarterbacks, <laughs> the shortstops, the you, whomever. Right. I beg of you, and I'm at a point now in my lifetime where I almost don't care which one of you it is, as long as it's not the Nets. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's not them. Like I could handle a uh, you know a Ranger Islander, even though that's even less important to me, but a Jet or Giant. Super Bowl, so you can handle a men or any, Yankee World Series. Any local team winning but the Brooklyn Nets? I'd rather, that's it? I'd rather it not no, be No, I them. understand you'd rather yeah. it not, but yeah, yeah, what yeah. if that's the team that breaks the curse? That'd be, what are you going to do about I it? I would root for them because they represent New York. Shut up. Depends who they're playing. <laughs> i tell you what, give me... You know, I don't know. Let's just wait to see if we get there, right? No, no, let's, I'm not saying the Nets are even going to do it, obviously. But by the way, I thought you meant the fans only because no, especially not the fans. I'm talking about the team. The, the only reason I say the, the fans is because at the beginning of the Chief Bengal game, the crowd changed the game. There were two straight possessions on third down where the Bengals had to take a pre-snap penalty because the building was so loud. The false start on the first drive, right. and then the flat-out delay of game on third and thirteen. Like Arrowhead was so loud. And you would think it was that if it was ever not going to be as loud, it would be this year. And the reason I say that is they've hosted a championship game five years in a row. Right. You know what I think? Part, listen, it's never, it never gets old. I, I've I heard think, it get old, though. Like, even around here at Yankee Stadium, okay. it eventually, you'll admit this, Big Mac, it's not as loud when you're I, there all the time. I do think part of it this year 
was the fact that Cincinnati talks so much smack. Fair. And not just Bengal players, because they did. But I, I know you know this by now. For those of you that missed it, over the weekend, the mayor of Cincinnati, who was once Jerry Springer, true story, uh, is now, I don't know the guy's name, but he actually uh, had a little press conference. And at the press conference, you guys can probably find the owner if you want, uh, he had a proclamation, okay? You know, whereas this, whereas that. And this guy who clearly is not a sports fan, but you know, like a lot of politicians, ours do too, jump on the wagon of everybody's interest in a local team. Yep. Remember our mayor, Mayor Adams, who I thought was a sports fan, he's Fugazi, put up a vegetarian cheesecake against the uh, the mayor of Philly, I guess, you know, when the Giants played the Eagles, right? So this mayor of Cincinnati, and I'm not making this up, actually says, whereas we will ask uh, Joseph Burrow to take a paternity test to prove that he is Patrick Mahomes' father. Yes. Now, if you don't think somebody in Kansas City didn't hear that or become aware of it, (laughs) well, clearly, because after the Chiefs won, and a lot of it was the quote-unquote experts who picked the Bengals. Look, I was one of them. I'm sitting here, not that I'm an expert, but I'm sitting here picking the Bengals. Mahomes, Kelsey, they all realized it. They all cited it. They all brought up the disrespect that they were getting. Now, obviously, Kelsey was very specific to the mayor. That's why he whipped out a rock promo. Others were bringing up the Burrowhead comment. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. That's that's gimmick infringement, (laughs) Travis. That's all the rock. Why don't you just say, if you smell, I mean, let's just go all the way with it. But the Burrowhead comment pissed them off. Yep. The mayor's comments pissed them off. And Mahomes, who always thanks his teammates first, he's a class dude, yep. went out of his way to say 5% of the media picked us to win. Not just that, uh, the cigar line, too. Yeah. You know, the Bengals famously smoking cigars. He was like, uh, I got to go be with my teammates. Pretty sure we have some. I don't, know, I don't know if we have any cigars laying around, but we'll find some. And his dad, the great Pat Mahomes, former Met, said, I went to the store to get a Joe Burrow cigar. <laughs> so he was, he just told you about it. I yeah. get it. I get it. I, first of all, I think that while a guy like me was picking the Bengals, there were plenty of Big Macs out there and plenty of U's out there. I don't think this was like everybody's picking the Bengals. Yeah. But I understand teams will use these kinds of things as motivation, and that's fine. I got, it worked. I got duped on Twitter. Very into, upset about into it. Into what? I uh, I was uh, alerted to uh, a uh, a new account that I should follow, so I went to check the account out. And I'm realizing as I'm uh, scanning the account, Evan, it's uh, half real and half fugazi. Half real, but half fugazi? Half the pictures are real. Oh. Half the pictures are fugazi. Yeah. There's a lot of women in bikinis <laughs> who apparently are really good at fishing. Right. All right. Now, some of them are clearly fishing. Most of them are not. And I would just say memo to this particular uh, site when the gal in a G-string bikini is holding a fishing rod and there's no reel on the rod and there's no fishing wire going through said rod, she's probably not fishing. <laughs> what account did you click on? <laughs> like, what is it? <gasps> Pretty girls fishing? Like, what, what are you looking at? <laughs> and I'm looking like, oh, that's a nice fish. And where did you come up oh, with this Twitter look, account? Grouper. <laughs> 
Like, do people send you accounts to follow? Uh, I don't know where I, I don't know. How do I get on these sites? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm asking. I don't know how I got on the site, but I'm on the site. Like, uh, here's a gal hanging up, uh, holding a couple orange roofies. Really? Or roofies, whatever you call roofies. it. Roofies. Uh, roofies so. or ruggies. I don't know what you call it. She don't even have a fishing pole. So you're saying they superimpose the fishing rods <laughs> no, on the no, women? No. no, I think they're posing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like a like uh, a fishing porn site <laughs> is what I think it is. Uh, should I tell you the name of it? Uh, or should I not promote it? That's I'm, a tough call for me. I think there's a lot of people in the audience that say promote it. I think please. a lot of guys maybe want to hear what this site is. They it's don't, fascinating. They don't, they don't care if she's fishing or not. But some of it's real. Like Some of these gals are obviously fishing. Just a, some of them are. How do you know they're obviously fishing? Because there's a fish in the thing. Yeah, like they're actually holding the fish. Oh. It's clear that you know they know. Yeah, what but they doing. could be posing. What are you talking about? They could still be posing. Okay, like this one gal's got like a fifty-pound catfish over her shoulder, and she's a thicker girl, <laughs> so I would say she's probably real. No, <laughs> look, come over here. Just take a look at this picture. All right. You tell me if this gal is real. I also think the catfish might be fake. All right, now. That's one. I'm going to show you one of the other ones I'm talking about. Wow. Hold on one second. You tell me if you think this girl's actually fishing. Hold on a second. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm getting there. Hold on one second. I'm almost there, Evan. I'm almost there. Hold on one second. I want you to tell me the truth. I want you to tell tell me you think oh, that girl's fishing. No shot. <laughs> Yeah. Some of them look like they are fishing. Yeah, I agree. Some of them look like they're really into it. Yeah, It's like half a gazy, half real. (laughs) I don't know. Here's uh, Kyle in West Orange, New Jersey. Kyle, how you doing, sport? Hello, Craig. Hello, Evan, my friends, my favorite, my favorite two on the fan uh, network. Thank you. And I have to say, I am an Eagles fan. And Evan, I am really impressed by you. I remember you called Philadelphia one time with regard to the Phillies as the anus of the United States. I have, uh, yes. And, uh, yes, and I thought, you know what? That was honest, and I had to give it to you. Yeah, Philly was pretty bad. However, okay. uh, I got to tell you this. The, uh, look, real quick, let's go. The, the Empire State Building, it's in Manhattan. New York is like Paris. It's like Milan. You know, it, it's like Rio. It's, it's, it's a cultural city. So... Really, I didn't even know what color it was until you guys brought it up. So, you know, just, it's, you know, really, who cares? I could care less, but I get your right. point. But still, who cares? Right. And, you know, because New York is sophisticated. And it's got a lot of people that come here for art and culture and so forth. Have you seen Times now, Square? Now, <laughs> it ain't that sophisticated, oh, buddy. <laughs> well, beyond Times Square, we never, anybody, I lived in Manhattan. I lived up in the 80s. So anybody who lived in Manhattan never went down to Times Square. All right, you dig what I'm saying? Times Square anyway, is for European tourists to look up and go, ah, big that, building. That's what they like. That's I agree. They like outside of the museum. And to be However, uh, attacked by uh, cookie monsters and Elmos. And, and and also naked ladies who dressed up like By uh, the way, uh, there's nothing better than Times Square on uh, Topless Day. <laughs> No, well, you see all sorts that, of torpedoes you know, there. Uh, well, you know what? For the kids, it's not right. It's not good. Oh, well, I, I, I would this. say I would say this. He's not thinking uh, about the kids. Depending on how old your <laughs> kids are, there are certain places you don't take them. That's all. He is right. Or you though. take them with your eyes wide open. I noticed this. I lived in the D.C. area for a while, 
And what I remember about Washington, D.C. and the surrounding area is most people around me weren't from D.C. They weren't from Maryland. Everyone was from somewhere else. Yeah, because all the colonists are dead. (laughs) So every time I go out to like a sporting event, it doesn't matter. Orioles or Wizards, because those are the only two teams I cared about back then. There would always be so many fans of the other team. Because Washington was like a cultural city where people move from all over the country. We had become that, Craig. And I think we've been that for a while. We're in New York City, and our beautiful city that we love, that we're passionate about, Yeah, we have so many people who are from elsewhere, from other parts of the country, obviously from all over the world. Oh, and this. so we don't have that same boiling dislike or love for teams the way Philly does. Because uh, everybody from Philly's from Philly. I don't agree with that. Well, I think where am I wrong? I think we have incredibly passionate fans we that do, make up the majority. Okay, hold on. Just not, of, just not of a singular team. Well, no, I don't even mean that. We have more people from elsewhere than any other city. Yes, yes. Well, that contributes true. to it. So there's yeah. going to be people in our city who aren't fans or of the Mets or the Yankees because they're from uh, Cincinnati. And they but moved also, here. don't remember, the far majority of people that live in New York do not live in Manhattan. Oh, well, I know that. I'm right? talking about the New York City area when I say yeah. that. Yeah, and the interesting thing, like all you crybabies that uh, were upset about you know, the Empire State Building being green for a couple hours yesterday before it turned red to honor the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, if you're like a random dude, you're like uh, a tourist from, from whatever country, doesn't matter to me, and you happen to notice uh, that the Empire State Building all of a sudden turned green last night, like at 6 o'clock, whatever time it was, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're like, huh, I wonder why they do that? No. Probably you not, have no right? idea. In fact, even for the non-random tourists, other than a tweet alerting you to it, you'd have no idea why it was lit up. Yeah, a you'd probably look at that and said, "Oh, green! Oh, it's nice. green tonight. Let's call it." A- oh, they <laughs> changed it to red. Oh, that's cool. Oh, look, I wonder how often they change that. Like, you think they go to the concierge at the hotel and go, "Ah, it's also the green and then the red came also." Like, no, no, nobody cares. It was the tweet, bro. I think that's what calls attention to We're the only like that. people that care. We're a bunch of crybabies. And we wouldn't have known or cared if we didn't see the well, tweet of go fly, by the way, fly, or whatever That is said. the best point of all. Yeah. If the Empire State Building social media guy or gal doesn't tweet out fly, Eagles, fly, the Empire State Building is now green to honor the NFC Conference champions. None of us would have known. I will say this, I'll though, do you want Craig. better. Even if it was green, we might even been like, huh, wonder why it's green. No, I agree with you, but maybe I'm a special breed. When I drove home that day and I pulled up to my apartment and I glanced up at the Empire State Building, I didn't need a tweet to tell me. I knew those colors were spoiling the Mets-Yankees game, and I wasn't happy. Yeah, well, you know, you're special. What can I tell you? Thank you. You are. By the way, this is a silly question. If the Bengals had won, is it, uh, by the way, hey, Paulie Paul, uh, is it Ice Cream Monday or no? Just figured, <laughs> I, just figured I ask you. Is it today Ice Cream Monday yet? Of course it is. Yeah, Ice Cream Monday. Let's make that happen. Mint right? chip on the yeah. double. Are you eating ice cream now? Or are you still on your diet? I had such a good workout today that I feel like I, I should have ice cream. All like right. I should spoil myself. All I right. played pickleball today, and I got to tell you something. Pretty good. You and Chaim Goldberg over there at the JCC or no? Me and my wife. We went oh, out. Is that right? We were pickleballing today. You got the family membership? Where we went. Look at you. That's right. Or did you get the free date pass? No, no. I'm in. Because in. I, I got to play pickleball every morning now. You know what it's like? I don't know if you've ever played it. I uh, well, I mean, it's like ping pong except bigger. 
It's like mini tennis, isn't it's it? It's mini tennis or yeah. giant ping pong. As you know, I was a varsity tennis player at New Rochelle High School. Do you want to go at it? And we used to play. You can't beat me now. Why not? Pickleball. Because it's a game we used to play called minis. Where now, again, we're using tennis rackets, not the paddles. Yeah, like, it's a little smaller. I guess you use for that. Yeah. Uh, but you just play in the four boxes. Yeah. Called minis. So I'm like a paddleball savant Are already. You? And I'm really good at ping pong. I, I, I've heard yeah. that. Yeah, that is true. I was surprised how good I was at pickleball. Like, is that I was right? smoking you it. your wife, dude. Yeah, she was good, too. Your wife athletic? She was playing well, yeah. You played singles? We played. We went one-on-one. Nice. Mono we mono. It didn't start good. A little ugly. But then we both got the got the steam of things. Yeah. Or whatever that's called. The hang of things. Yeah, the steam And of I things. had backhands. I had forehands. Yeah. I had a couple of smashes. Did you, at any point, did you Monica Sellis it and grunt as you hit the ball? I did. There was one I moment. See you being a grunter. There was one moment where I darted for the ball and I had like this big swing and I was like, yeah. like that. Wow. It was like this. No, no. Ugh. We're good. We're good. Yeah, just like <laughs> I that. I think we need to hear or try to, you know, imagine Evan Roberts going, you know, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> like it was that. only one time. Though. So who won? I think she won. You we, just said you were good at we it. We weren't really keeping score. We were yeah, you were BS. <laughs> Everybody keeps score. Your wife beat you at pickleball. Maybe. Well, she's a, uh, she listen, did a hell of a job. I am not surprised on multiple levels. I got to learn her weaknesses. I got to watch more Probably and more. Probably her backhand. You think the backhand's yeah, the weakness? Yeah, that's the immediate weakness. Yeah, that's my problem. Unless there's some kids, when you play ping pong, who only hit a backhand. Yeah. Like, my little guy only hits a backhand. Uh, Sonny does both, whatever, but yeah. So, I think it's probably her backhand. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That was my weakness. Well, you know what your real weakness is. What's that? And I say this respectfully. Oh, here we go. Well, you're in love with your beautiful wife. Yeah. She might dress in a manner that would distract you. So, (laughs) she might have, like, Lululemon uh, workout pants on, (laughs) and you're like, you know. (laughs) Shing your face? (laughs) Wow. I'm just saying. Where'd like, that come like, from? That could happen. <laughs> it's a great strategy, though. <laughs> so, Evan, why'd you get shut out by Pickleball? Well, listen. Wow, you lose 11. A little distracted. <laughs> Here is uh, Chris in Stanford, Connecticut. Chris, what's going on, buddy? Hey, how you guys doing? Listen, I want to talk football, but you guys are all over the place. You got me dying in my car. Right <laughs> listen. If both teams play the way they're supposed to play, I don't think the Chiefs have a shot. What do you think? Oh, uh, that's ridiculous. If, if both teams play the way that they're capable of playing 100 here's why I Here's why I actually lean and agree with you. Because we've seen Patrick Mahomes look human when there's a pass rush in his face over and over yeah. and over again. We saw it in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago against Tampa Bay and watching Philadelphia right now and Mahomes being... Not 100%. I mean, the guy played a hell of a game, but when he's trying to make plays with his legs, even though he did a couple of times, you can see the pain he's in. Plus, the Eagles just knocked out two quarterbacks in one game. I agree. That can blow this whole thing up. Yeah, look, if they knock out Mahomes, it's a wrap. Not even knock him out. Just do what Tampa did a few years ago. Because remember... Pressure, 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 pressure. Right. Mahomes was made an excuse for a few years ago. Offensive line. We all said, well, look, he's great. Offensive line, pass rush, blah, blah, blah. It's being set up for the same thing to happen, and you know that. Do you like the notion, as I cross-pollinate here for a moment, thanks for the call, Chrissy, uh, that the respective captains 
uh, like the uh, celebrity captains, if there is such a thing, that maybe come out for the coin toss, that kind of deal, right. uh, should be George Brett and Mike Schmidt. Dude, that's so, you're right up my alley. You I figured you'd like that. <laughs> when the Eagles won the game, and I'm thinking, ooh, Eagles, Bengals, Eagles, Chiefs, all I could think about was 1980 World Series. Who's the representative? Right. How about this? Let's one-up this a little bit. I think we should make a change at the National Anthem. No. Tim McGraw. No, Chris Stapleton. Bro. He's the best country singer Tim, on the planet Tim, right now. Tim McGraw? His Chris father. Chris better. No offense to Chris. Tim McGraw's father yes. got the last out yes. of the World Series featuring what two cities? Philadelphia and Kansas City. That's not poetic to you? Tug, unfortunately, is no longer with us. How right. about Tim? How he, about Tim and Faith do a duet? Tim and Tug didn't get along. They got along at the end. At the very end. So? Uh, I like Chris Stapleton. Chrissy Stapes is the guy. I'm not taking a shot at Chris Stapleton. No, I'm saying you're there's more, taking a shot. There's more of a connection with Tim McGraw. How is there not? Well, have Tim McCraw do uh, America the Beautiful. Fine. Well, they have Babyface doing it. Oh, crap. There All you right. go. How about Tim just shows up and waves? By the way, I didn't... So, Tug McGraw closed out the series for Kansas City and the Mets? No, for Philadelphia against oh, Kansas City. I apologize. Now, there's bad juju for well, the Royals fan. that's not good then. You can't have that. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. They played in the World Series. They didn't play I, in the World Series when the Royals won. The Phillies right. won. There are winners. That's one-sided, though. There are winners. Yes. There are losers. Yes. These two cities have a connection back to that World Series. We yeah. should celebrate it. Eh, you know, I thought I, I was pretty good with Schmitty and uh, George Brett. Tim McGraw. But they're alive still, right? Yeah. they got to be pretty old. <laughs> yeah, you think? No, they're both alive. <laughs> they are. I mean, what are they, how old are they? Are they in their 60s, I guess, yeah? Yeah. Hey, check for me, uh, Tommy. How old is George Brett? I might want to interview George Brett one Did of these George days. Brett get ejected when he punched Nettles in the face in game five of the 77 ALCS? He's, and I, I know that's a random question. I apologize. Yes. But I've always wondered that. Because remember game five, Yankees, Royals? You remember your own. You weren't born for a I, decade. That's why I'm asking. Brett slides in a third, all right? Royals take an early lead. Brett got, YouTube this crap, Craig. Brett gets up and just punches him in the face. I'm not even kidding the you. RBI triple. Correct. Right. Did George Brett get ejected from that game? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, but, that, that, but that's when men were men. What? To be fair, that's when men were men. I understand, but what? Yeah. Um, he punches a guy in the face. Because if I'm not mistaken, that was also in the first inning. First inning. Right, they're not oh. kicking George Brett out of a game in the first no, inning. No, but hold on a second. He punched a man in the face. Yeah. Unprovoked. And he did not. Can you confirm he was not ejected from that game, right? Uh, I'm watching the skirmish right now. You see what I'm talking about, I see though, Thurman right? Munson in there. I see uh, no names on the back of the Royals jerseys either, by the way. Uh, and so, then you're, so you're confused is what you're saying. I'm looking back at the box score. He was not. In there fact, it says both players stayed in the game. No further retaliation took place in that game. And the Yankees came back and won. They were down 3-1 to one in the 8th, down 3-2 to two in the ninth. They won the game 5-3, but that's not my point. Can you believe that a guy punches another guy in the face and then get ejected? And the only reason because I brought this up... Because it's late 70s. Things were different. I, you had Kissy Morgana running <laughs> on the field with uh, quadruple F boobs kissing guys in the batter's box. That's true. And no one did anything about it. And it was kind of like, uh, I don't know, James Harden coming off the bench <laughs> trying to get a steal in the middle of a game. That was amazing. <laughs> That was amazing. I saw that video with no context before I got the context. Randolph and ask him what he thought about that. Yeah, because and I, I apologize. 
The only reason I brought this up, I know it's been 45 years, is because you yeah. brought up the 1980 World Series, and obviously for Yankee fans, yeah. they think of a fierce rivalry between the Yankees and the Royals. Rightfully so. And you mentioned George Brett's Pine tar later on, of course. And I don't know why I got there, but a few days ago, I was just watching old baseball games. <laughs> And I saw George Brett punch him in the face. And I'm like, he didn't get ejected, did he? Now, to be fair, he makes a wild right-handed uh, swing. <laughs> it doesn't It's matter. hard to tell if he really connects with Nettle's jaw or not. Bro, but bro. everyone just separates. And uh, George, uh, here's the craziest thing about it. Yeah. George Brett's on third base. Yeah, I know. So while tempers kind of settle down... Why doesn't Nettles just crack him? I know. Right? Dude, there's so much about that that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, he takes a lead off third base. I will say this, though. I have a thing. I'm not a big fashionista, as you know. I'm a sweatshirt hat on and jeans guy. Quarter zips on a fancy night. The uniforms the umpires wore back then. A burgundy blazer. A vanilla or cream mock turtleneck. You like that? And a hat that said either NL or AL on it. Yes. So you knew what league the umpire uh, was representing. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that's a good look. I'm going to recommend Aaron Boone wears that too again. Because <laughs> he's a big uh, mock turtleneck guy. As he a, is. As a matter of fact. Oh, I see why George Brett swung at him. Because oh, he missed the... So I'm looking at slow motion on the other side. He comes across, grazes the top of Nettle's head. The reason he did it, though, was Nettle's kicked him in the ribs. Ah, and you know George Brett. Ah, uh, he was going to go fight. He was always ready to go. The yeah. fact that neither guy got ejected is crazy. But the to me. fact that he's standing on third base and Nettles doesn't, you know, take I off. Know. And then crazy. yesterday we're watching a football game and Patty Mahomes gets a tiny little shove. Oh, come on. Two feet out of bounds and it changes the AFC championship. What kind of world are we living because in? Because it was a good call. And you could bitch and moan that Burrow got hit uh, three steps after a throw uh, out of zone five. Uh, and fell back into the end zone. That wasn't called, sure. And you could invent holding that didn't take place on the Mahomes run, according yeah, to nine I, different offensive linemen who know a lot better than me and you. I know, but I, is. I rewatched that play. Yeah. And I looked for it five times. No and holding. again, I'm not an offensive lineman. I'm not an expert. Yeah. I don't see an obvious hold. No. And you know an obvious hold when like you see it. Nick Mangle, Jeff Schwartz, all these guys are like, oh. dude, that's not holding. Oh, they said no. They said it's not holding. I got you. All right. Uh, you can bitch and moan all you want. You cannot say that the hit on Mahomes wasn't out of bounds. So here's my argument with you about this. You're uh -huh. right. You're right. It should have been called. They call it nine out of ten times. That's a rule on the books. I got no issue with it. Here's my issue. Yep. And we could do an experiment if you'd like. I'm more than welcome to try. When you're running at full speed and you are one foot out of bounds, uh, yeah? is it really like even humanly possible at that speed to know you're out of bounds. Yes. Is it? Yeah, it's the, the A because that's their job. Ah, I right think it's now. an unrealistic expectation. But that's like saying, hey, if I'm going full speed and I'm a step away from the quarterback, how am I supposed to pull up and yeah. not hit the quarterback? Yeah, I think there are some right? examples, Craig. No, no, you're right. There are some examples in which I say to myself, I get why they call it. It's on the books. I'm not saying it's a bad call, but I wonder if there should be a little bit of, I don't know, common sense used in these things. Uh, it was, listen, it was a hit out of bounds. I, correct. I agree yeah. with you. Now, I will say this. Do you not agree Did Mahomes that? embellish it? Of course he did. 100% yes, smart play. And do you also agree you don't want to see a championship game end like that? Uh, when it's the team that you want to see win, taking advantage of it, I love it. Take a step back. Forget okay. the team you're rooting for. Okay, let me take a step back. Do you Go want ahead. to see a game end that way? 
So I'm an objective observer yeah, yeah. with no, and again, I don't gamble anymore, obviously. And I just want to see a good game. Yeah. I'd rather the game be settled uh, between the 22 guys on the field and the refs have no involvement. But to that point, when there's an egregious thing that happens. Egregious? Yeah. Like when a guy's out of bounds and gets pushed into He's the bench. out of bounds by a foot. Oh, more than that. But I'm not going to debate that part Two with feet. You. I'll give you two feet. <laughs> you if you really push me, we can go yeah. to three feet. But I'm yeah. stopping there. Uh, listen, I just, it's like one of those things like you don't want refs to play a role in the outcome of a game. But if they don't make a call, whether that's on an egregious holding that protects a quarterback or springs a running back for a touchdown or something like what happened yesterday – Aren't they still playing a role in the outcome? Absolutely. Yeah. Look, I don't think they made the, the the real critique of the officials, and luckily it did not impact the game in a significant way, was the third down play that happened and then didn't happen. Yes, okay? I'm with you on that. And to follow that up, this is what made now it they, worse. Go ahead. As bad as that was, that they're trying to wave off the play and then they don't, and now it's fourth down and they're like, oh, wait a second, play doesn't count. To then have a sack negated by a defensive hold, whether it's holding or not, makes it look awful. Yes. Now, I will say this. I know hashtag the NFL's fixed is all over the place. It ain't fixed, guys. It looked bad, though, correct? 100% looked bad. bad. But that's the worst play that looked bad. Yes. When they stop them, and then out of nowhere, it seemed. Now, I thought they did a good job on CBS showing that a little bit later on that the ref was on the field yeah, and he did blow it dead, to be fair. Except nobody but heard no it. Saw it heard and it. then he stopped. Yeah. So he tries to wave it dead and then almost acts like, all right, I guess this is happening. Let's go yeah. with it. Yeah, because the play got played out fairly. Now, they obviously, Cincinnati overcame it. Uh, Kansas City what didn't if, score. Correct. And they got the ball back. What if they didn't? Yeah, listen. What you if could, they didn't? You'd scream bloody murder. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then... And, I, and I'm not a believer in makeup calls. I want to make that clear because that's so stupid. Like, just because there's one bad call, don't make it two bad I calls. I agree with you on that. With that said, you've erased a third and nine. That's an incomplete pass or a five-yard gain for Kelsey, whatever it was. Now you have another third and nine. And, okay, great, we have a sack. All right, we escaped. To then call a defensive hold. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. That was the one time I would actually say, for the sake of, I don't know, Credibility. You let that one Don't go. Don't call it. Yeah. No, no. It was a bad look for the officials. And I'm with Zach Taylor. I would have gone bat bleep crazy on the sideline, too. Like, it's bad enough. We played out a play. Our defense won the play. They're going to punt. We're going to give a ball the chance to win the game. And you get the, they redo the play. We stop them again. Ugh. And we get it. Come on, man. I'm with you on that. It looks bad. I'm with you. And sometimes with conspiracy theories, it doesn't have to be backed up with facts. All you need is a little a little kernel to give people the meat that they need. Just a little bit. The NFL gave you the kernel. They did. So even though that's a foul on Osai, is that how you say his name, Osai? It's Joe Osai. Joe Osai. Yeah. Who, by the way, just real quick, if I may, uh, not that I feel bad for guys that play professional sports typically, but I give this kid a lot of credit. He's a 22-year-old kid who is playing his ass off, unfortunately makes that play, I don't think he did it on purpose, obviously. No, of course He's not. He's crying unconsolably after the game. And then unlike a lot of guys who make a lot more money, who are a lot older, that kid stood in front of his locker room, tears in his eyes, with one teammate standing next to him. B.J. Hill. B.J. Hill, who gets teammate of the year bonus oh points God, yeah. for, uh, for being right there and helping that kid out. And I gave that kid a lot of credit. That kid stood there 
and answered every single question. And he had, I got to give BJ Hill credit. Because yes. even though I don't agree with him when he said that's not a fair question, he was standing next to him like his security guard. Yes. Well, one time that's he, said, mean he did say to one reporter, come on, man, that's a lousy question. Yeah, I think because I think it was yeah. a how do you feel question. Something stupid. And B.J. Hill's like, come on, what well, are you doing? Well, that kid stood there, and he had one of his teammates come to the locker room cursing him out. Yeah, he didn't apologize. Oh, I missed that, did he? Yeah, he came uh, out and moment, said it was, it was an in-the-moment thing. Yeah. My bad. But here's the problem. Even though, yes, I agree with you, it's a penalty. When you start to add things up, that's where the NFL's fixed hashtag comes from. Yeah. Because you see a third and nine that's blown dead. You see a defensive hold. You see that, and it just adds. It was not a good day for the NFL. The officiating wasn't great. It the was explanation not. in the first quarter of that Philly, the Philly game uh, defied all logic oh, and reason. Oh, with the punt off the wire? Did it hit the wire? Didn't it hit the wire? We, you know, I mean, it just se- it seemed like for a minute, the only thing I tweeted all day, because I don't tweet on the weekends ever, was the ref seemed confused. The referee in that game seemed like he had no idea what he was doing. Right. And I'm sure he does, but it came across like he didn't. That's all. I don't know. All right. Uh, is that right? What? Is they, are they bringing back the Jordan Challenge uh, for NBA 2K? Hold on a second. I got to take a look now. Michael Jordan's uh, on one of the covers, so I would think so. Yeah, I think they might have brought back the Jordan Challenge. For NBA 2K23. What's the Jordan Challenge? So a number of years ago, NBA 2K, the original time Jordan was on the cover, obviously um, you could be Jordan, right? But they there was a challenge mode on it where they would take some of his famous games and you had to replicate his stats. Oh, that's great. And if you could knock them all out, it unlocked other games. So, you know, like the 60-plus uh, the point game at the Boston Garden. So you'd be Jordan... And you'd have to have, you know, 60 points, nine assists, five rebounds. I'm making those numbers up, obviously, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you did that, then you unlock the next one. That is cool. And you'd spend, I would, hours and hours trying to complete when, the Jordan Challenge. When I was young, I think it was NBA Live was the main game. They didn't have Jordan for years. In the no, game. it was the first time Jordan ever agreed to do it and be so on the cover. what made Michael Jordan kind of exempt from being yeah. in any video game? What was that about? Because that was the that was the case my whole childhood. Who doesn't want to play as Michael Jordan? And you never could. Uh, I don't know. I remember the NFL during Tecmo, a group of guys uh, separated from the, the quarterbacks for marketing. Was it Boomer a part of that? Yes, it was Boomer, Mark Rippin, Warren Moon, um, a bunch of guys of that era. And they started the quarterback club. And the first thing they came out with were the original starter figurines. But if you go play those old school Tecmo games, they're not now kind of vogue again. You see the Cincinnati quarterback is number seven. He's a lefty, right. but he doesn't have that's, a name. That's how all the college <laughs> sports games used to go. Yeah. They'd give you the college athletes. Yeah. They just wouldn't give you their names. Now, Barkley, I think, still doesn't allow his likeness to be used in any of those games where you're able to put together the old-time teams. Right, right. But if they're bringing back the Jordan Challenges, that is a must-have purchase. How about that? Love it. Love it. You're not a gamer, but I appreciate the fact that you Well, you, you also try. have to fantasize about how to be an NBA champion, so I respect that. I'm sorry? Nothing. Go ahead. I have to fantasize? Well, so do I. You and I are in the same boat. <laughs> no, I know. Me too. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know.